0: This is realestateinvestingmastery.com. Hey, everybody, Joe McCall with Alex Youngblood, who has his cell phone voice on today. How you doing, Alex?
1: It is my cell phone voice, and actually, my voice is uh, ten times better than what it was uh, this past week. I was in Florida, and I stinking got sick, and I could barely talk. It was wonderful. Yeah, my voice is is a lot better now, even though it is cell phone quality. I I apologize for that, all you podcast (laughs) lovers of our special high-powered mics and all that crazy stuff. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, that's all right. At least you're not in your underwear, right? You're, no,
1: you're, I can't. You know, I wish I could go to closing in my underwear. I, that would be kind of awesome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. And uh, we're, glad right. you're, we're glad you're here. Alex is on his way to closing. Is this a rehab deal that you've just sold? Or what yeah,
1: is it's, a, it's a rehab deal that I am buying Um before the end of this month, though, I'm going to close out on three deals of which we have rehabbed and sold, and the net will be between about thirty-five and 40000 on each one, so not a bad day's work.
0: Not a bad day's work at all, and if we haven't released it already, we're going to. Alex and I just recorded a couple Q&A videos where we talked about how do you decide when to stay in the deal and rehab it or flip it real fast for fast cash and wholesale it? And Alex That's talked right. a lot about that, on um, how um, how that can uh, happen and how he makes his decision on whether to keep it or wholesale it, and very useful stuff. So that is released I, in our Q&A videos in the, in the, on the website.
1: It really depends on how greedy you feel that day or not.
0: Does it? <laughs> <laughs>
1: right, right. So go listen to the video.
0: <laughs> yeah, go listen to those videos. We'll We'll send you an email out about it if you're not... Uh, if we have it, if it's not on the website yet, we'll be sending some emails out about it. Um, listen, we we are the uh, Real Estate Investing Mastery podcast guys, and uh, we have a website where we give away a free fast cash survival kit, and it tells you how we wholesale and flip deals um, in our underoos in our office. I'm just kidding. I keep on I keep on thinking about that guy's review about the fizjizl and uh, the iTunes. So but we uh we teach you how we do our business whether we flip properties whether they have equity or not and we teach you how to do it in a free resource we give away on our website called the fast cash survival kit so if you've not downloaded that yet stop this audio stop the car turn around I go downloaded. back well, I lost you there for just a second just do it yeah just do it just do it just get it done hey listen before we get on to our interview with uh, Peter I wanted to review uh mention some um uh customer reviews we have in iTunes. We've been getting some really good reviews in iTunes and then, uh I'm excited about it. this. One is from Y C O P P A G E. Why Copage? Why She says, Here, I have downloaded all of your podcasts and listened to them as I am driving. Awesome. I really enjoy listening to the different approaches. To the world of real estate investing. Thanks for sharing, and thanks to those you have interviewed for sharing their time and knowledge. You guys rock. That's awesome. Thank you.
1: You rock too. Why Copage?
0: Yes. Now, this is from Blair Thomas. It's called Off the Hook. You guys are off the hook. I think that's a good
1: thing, right? You know, I think you, it is. Yeah, okay. It you might guys have to are do with underwear.
0: No. <laughs> you guys are off the <laughs> hook, good with info. Uh, You guys are off-the-hook good info with so much junk out there. It's good to know there's some really great stuff out there. Keep it up. Thank you, Blair. One more read here, five-star review from Timmy. Great podcast that is extremely informative. That said, Alex, Jason Kidd is white? Come on, man. You remember that episode we did recently? You said Jason Kidd is white. He is white. He looks white, but he's not. His, he's I, black. Well, he's Cuban. His, I don't know what he. I think Havanan? his his. his <laughs> I think his dad or his mother is African American, and his other opposite parent is white. So okay,
1: so he's part white.
0: Well, I know. <laughs> they're, they're just <laughs> meaning they're ju- they're just giving you a hard time. But it's okay. Uh, it's all good. But listen, uh, we got a great guy. Uh, on the on our show here that we're going to be interviewing, his name is Peter, Peter Veckelsman. Did I pronounce that right, Peter?
1: Vexelman.
0: Vexelman.
2: I like that. Vexelman is good, but Veckelman will do.
0: Okay. Sure, <laughs> uh, appreciate that. And by the way, Alex, Are you I German, know... Peter?
2: Yeah, the name traces its roots somewhere back to Germany. Yes, I'm German myself. There you go. That's why you pronounced it right. Yeah, that's right.
0: <laughs> very cool well listen alex i know you're on your way to uh a closing so feel free to uh hang up whenever you need to in this you trying to get rid of me joe i know no 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 just oh, you know okay. the sooner the better you get off the phone <laughs> <laughs> i'm
1: just kidding i've got about i got about probably 20 minutes till i get there but yes i will feel free to ditch out when when i can
0: all right <laughs> awesome but uh Peter, um, thanks for being on the show and uh, thanks for putting up with our little banter back and forth. Uh, i glad you're here.
2: No, my pleasure. I appreciate you guys having me and uh, you guys sound like a married couple.
0: <laughs>
2: wow. Oh.
1: oh, man. That's terrible. Oh, man. What's That's up right.
2: You could take that any way you want to take it.
0: Ah. <laughs> I'm sp- wow. I'm speechless. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess I don't know what to say to that.
0: <laughs> well, okay, let's move on.
1: <laughs> That's a good idea.
0: Okay, so uh, uh, Peter, you've been you've been doing real estate for a long time. When did you get started in in, in real estate?
2: I got started quite a while ago, probably about sixteen, fifteen, sixteen years ago. I, um, I actually got started in a pretty interesting way. I used to own um, franchises to own about fifteen franchises.
0: Oh yeah! And, wow.
2: Uh, yeah. And, what and type it, of franchises? Uh, it was actually in the credit card business, and uh, actually, my buddy and I started one—a very small operation out of about a four hundred square foot office. And and what we did is we started selling EBT. And not to get totally off subject, but long time ago, the the government basically mandated that people that were on food stamps move from physical food stamps. <laughs> So basically credit cards. Yeah. And that was called EBT benefit transfer. And uh, it was a mandate. You know, everybody had to get on it. And a buddy of mine started a small operation, sell it locally here. And, you know, it just took off like wildfire. And we literally started chasing it across the country as different states started rolling it out. And uh, by, you know, three years down the road, basically had 15 franchises sold to – You know, different people, had a 100 employees, and uh, I realized very quickly I was not a corporate kind of guy. So I basically got, you know, sold my shares there, got out of the business, and, um, um, you know, one night was literally just sitting talking to um, my father-in-law back then, my my father-in-law, who's still very active in real estate, and he was back then, and, um, you know, he handed me this book. Called Deals on Wheels by Lonnie Scruggs.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, Lonnie, he's in my local market here. Okay, he's well, a, you he's know, at all the RIA groups.
2: Lonnie's a super duper guy. And uh, I remember uh, reading that book overnight saying, and I literally knew nothing about real estate. And obviously, he was a mobile home guy, but uh, definitely knew nothing about mobile homes either. Uh, even though I live here in Georgia and um anyway was so fascinated by it back then that I looked him up called him up that same morning and he said you know I'm doing a little seminar in a week you and your wife come on down and we'll teach you the mobile home business and and that's exactly what we did we packed it up spent a weekend with Lonnie at one of his uh seminars and uh um, was,
1: Ver- was it in norfolk virginia beach area or where was I it It was right where he lives
2: because i remember when we when we started driving around the area he drove us by his house so wherever he was lived it, was it virginia yeah i can't even remember wherever he lived back then if that's where he still lives then that's where we were okay uh, and um because i remember one of the days he drove us around and he literally drove us by one of his houses and and I just thought it was the greatest thing in the world. So we got back and literally within a week bought our first mobile home and um, um you know got into it pretty heavy. Got into it not only the way he teaches, you know, he teaches to, to make uh uh to create cash flow out of them, whereas we got into the flipping side of it. Matter of fact, just to tell you how little I knew about real estate, you guys know the you know the negative connotation with flipping, right? Well, this is how little I knew about real estate back then. We we started our first company, got incorporated, and called it Flip Inc. And, uh, uh-huh. and 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 actually, in the mobile home business, it wasn't too bad. It wasn't until I got into the real estate business that the first time I tried to get a mortgage, I remember <laughs> they said, "Son, <laughs> you bet you better change your name of that company because it's just a, not a good name to have in the in the industry." That's funny. But um, but anyway, got in the mobile home business and. Um, You know, got into a niche of it. We started basically flipping mobile homes, and and, and our niche was that we never – number one, we always did used. Number two, we always did them in parks. And number three, where what really separated us from everyone else, where everybody else would tow them back in to their own lots or, you know, try to upgrade to newer ones. We just – we flooded the market with advertising. We, you know, we basically had every single mobile home – Park manager, we had every single person that lived in mobile homes, they got to know us very quickly. And and when anytime somebody needed to sell something, they would call us and we'd buy it from them and we'd keep that mobile home right there. We didn't move it, you know, we didn't do anything like that. And uh, um we uh you know, just found a buyer for it. And really over a couple of short years developed what became the largest brokerage ship here in the area, in the Georgia area. Wow. Yeah, and you know, got the business still up. in existence. What's that? Is it still in existence? No, no. I, you know, I, if it, if the right kind of deal comes along now, I may do something with it. But back then, I mean, it was real a, a real business. You know, it's no, no. no. Yeah. Now, you know, once we got into real estate, that became the focus. But we got into it really, you know, really hot and heavy. We were doing hundreds of them a year for a couple years straight, and. um Anyway, there came a kind of time that you know you just gotta kind of start thinking, okay, what's the next thing to do? And um, you know, real estate was the next logical step. You know, a lot of people don't even consider mobile homes to be real estate. And uh, but it was kind of a natural transition. So I did the same thing, you know, looked up some guru on the internet and went to one of his seminars, and I said, Wow, this is just as easy as mobile homes. So I did the same thing, I got back. From those, actually, I went to two seminars back to back. Got back here, did the exact same thing. Bought probably the first couple houses within the first couple weeks, and thought I was just the smartest guy in the world. And six six months later, I lost half a million dollars. Literally, I mean, lost, gone, wow. yeah, never to be seen, never to be found. So, so what I learned? What I learned when people tell me mobile homes is just like real estate, I will testify it is not. Uh, it's got a lot of things in common, but mobile homes is definitely a niche, and 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 real estate is a little bit you know a little bit different. And uh, you know, made every mistake like every beginner um, tends to make if they don't know what they're doing. Got you know ripped off by everybody. How did
1: you lose the five hundred? What did you mainly do that lost that five hundred k?
2: Well, um, number one, made every single mistake that could possibly make. So. So every bought, I think we bought seven houses to get started with. So hired literally seven wrong contractors. I mean, it's like if you could pick out the seven crooks in Atlanta, I found them. I remember one guy literally one day tied handcuffed himself to one of our houses, wouldn't even leave it. Had to call the cops on him. So hired you know seven wrong contractors. Hired you know work with. Four or five wrong realtors that told me to pay X when I should have been paying, you know, thirty thousand, you know, X minus thirty or forty thousand. So overpaid wow. for everything. Hired the wrong people. Bought in the wrong areas. You know, try to sell it the wrong way, and uh, you know, so and, and and you know, did did a lot of it with cash back then because we were coming off a successful mobile home business, and. Um, I mean, literally, if you could just kind of go down the line of, you know, you got to, you know, you got to probably do it in the right area. We did it in the wrong area. The right deal has to be in the right area. So we did it in the wrong area. Absolutely. You know, you got to work with the right agent that will give you the right information. We picked the wrong agent. You know, you got to have the right comps to know what the values are. We use the wrong comps. You know what I mean? You got to hire the right contractor to make sure it's done the right way. We hired the wrong contractor you know, you got to sell it with the right strategy. We had the wrong strategy. So literally, you know, and, and, and you guys know this real estate is nothing more than the business of decisions, right? Do I go right? Do I go left? Do I do this deal? Do I not do this deal? Do I flip this? Do I hold this? And so for a period of about six, seven months, every decision that was to be made, I kind of stuck my thumb up, thumb up in the air and said, which way should I go? And, and I made it every single time. I think I made it the wrong way. And, uh, Anyway, so that was kind of a, uh, you know. How many, how many years ago was that, Peter? That was probably about 15. So it did mobile home business for about three years. And it was about 14, 15 years ago now that we transferred from mobile homes. And, um, you know, somewhere right around there. We still ran the mobile home business for a little while. And then this just consumed us and we got all the way into it.
0: Okay. You
2: know, so, but, you know, look, even but even back then I always tell people, you know, let, let's face it. We we've all. It doesn't matter how successful anybody is at any point in their lives in this business. I think each one of us always, as each one of us has been at those crossroads in this business, where we've kind of like, you know, are we doing the right stuff? Is this the right business for me? Is this, you know, and and, and you know that was kind of my crossroads. Maybe the first of, of a couple, you know, uh, that I've had in this business. And um, the one thing that I always knew, even back then, I never doubted the real estate business. Yeah. I just knew I wasn't doing it the right way. You know, it was undeniable that this is a business that could have produced me everything I ever wanted, that this was the business that could produce the lifestyle that we desired. And, and that was kind of my saving grace, you know. I never, ever, ever doubted the industry. And and, and it's just, you know, it, it, sometimes as I talk to people that get in and out of this business – you know, so many times, and I'm sure you guys are the same way. You hear it; it comes back to the business. You know, well, it doesn't work, or it doesn't work in my area, or I, I did it at the sure. wrong. T-. You know, it's always the business. It's always the business, and you know, I never ever doubted this business. And 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 you know, I had other challenges beside that one as I grew in this business. Uh, and and the one thing that always kept me going is that I always knew the business worked. It was always the key. Is always for me was. How do I make sure it works the right way for me? You know, how do I align myself with the right people? How do I make the right decisions? You know, how do I do the right deals? How do I figure out what the strategies are that I need to use? And it took me a little while, you know, bouncing around back and forth uh, until I started really aligning myself with the right people. Because you know, in, in my in my opinion, that's what this business is. This business is: do you have the ability to align yourself with the right people? You know, and, and, and over a period of time, I did. I aligned myself with the right people. I figured out what my model needs to be. I got in front of people that showed me how to develop these, not from a perspective of trying to chase the next deal, but from a perspective of a developing a long-term business model. And it um, took me a while. It took me almost two, two, two and a half years to get out of that mess, maybe even a little bit longer. But, you know, went from there and, you know, developed a, a, a what I would consider, I don't I don't know if I developed it, but, you know, started working at a very successful model. And, uh, you know, the rest is history, as they say.
0: Well, Peter, talk a little bit about um, what is that model that you've... Well, first of all, let me say this. It was an expensive seminar you went through, half a million bucks, (laughs) but it was probably money well spent, wouldn't you say, looking back? I'm not trying to minimize the, the seriousness of making mistakes in real estate, but... You probably learned more from that half a million dollar seminar you went to, than uh, you would have if, if you went to a thirty thousand dollar seminar.
2: Uh, you, you know the fun, The funny thing is, as I tell the story of my beginnings in this business, um, every single time, including right now, if you could see me, a, a smile comes over my face because yeah. you're right. You know, in in those several months. I learn things that to this day I fall back on, that I pivot off of, that I leverage off of, that I sometimes think, okay, you know, how do I do this so I don't end up in the same position as I was before? Um, yeah, I mean, I I, I learn, you know, and, and you know what? And that's that's the other thing I always tell people, one way or another, if you're gonna come to really terms with this business, one way or another, it's gonna cost you. Oh, it's good you know it, it 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 doesn't matter how whether it's going to cost you in prolonged time whether it's going to cost you financially whether it's going to cost you education wise but there is a cost to this business you know the kind of the downside to that is this business has no um has no barrier to entry let's face it anybody could jump on in right. that's that's almost a downside but but the reality is i always tell people do not confuse that no barrier to entry with no cost to getting successful and um, it was an expensive expensive seminar and, and it was one now that I look back at it I'm very very glad I went through and you're right I learned more then than, than I've had in any other six month period um, and uh, and I think it's what made you know me what I am today and in terms of how I approach things and and even Joe you know, how I approach things outside this business. Really, you know I mean, it's uh, it's uh, it was it was a great six months of my life. Let's now back then it wasn't a great six months of my life, <laughs> but, <laughs> right. but now it sure is. Now it sure is. Well, and you've probably
0: made that money back several times over. I'm going to guess.
2: Yeah, yeah, we we we've done you know well with our with with the business and you know we got a pretty neat lifestyle now and you know it, it affords us to do the things we want to do and. Uh, and, and, you know, and, and, and the things we want to do are not the extravagant things in life. You know, I'll tell you, uh, it, it's things like, you know, being right now sitting here, you know, talking and, you know, when, 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 you know, as soon as school's out, guess what? All three of our kids, I'm going to be the first, you know, myself, you know, myself and my wife would be immediately there at the door as they walk in and then off yeah. go to, to some sporting events or or you know hang out and do some stuff. So that's really the, the the lifestyle that's created for us uh is is you know beyond any wild imagination but to this day the, the 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 things that allows us to do is just you know to spend the time with the kids and the family and and all that. That that's what it's all about for us.
0: Well um I think uh lifestyle it's important to talk about that because you um you're living the lifestyle that many dream to have and it's not extravagant but you're living the lifestyle of having freedom and independence uh, to do what you want when you want is that right
2: yeah you know it's 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 it, you know again we've been very fortunate to 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 own the things we want to own and live where we want to live um but the key, again, I keep keep keeping back, going back to the basic to, to the utmost thing. You know, it gives us the ability to control our time. Um, it gives us the ability to make decisions on a daily basis, not based upon um what others want us to do or what we need to do. But it gives us the ability to make decisions on a daily basis based upon what we want to do. You know, and if we want to take a trip somewhere, we take a trip, and if we want to you know, I never miss a practice. I never miss, you know, my boys' practices, or you know, I go to my daughter's cheerleading competitions, and um, you know that that is by far the number one thing that, that why we became successful in this business. Good. To 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 again, it's nice having all the the sideline frills, and that's that's great. You know, I'm sitting here in my office that we built on the back end of our house, and you got the got the windows. You know, from the ceiling to the floor, and a gorgeous view in the back with a, with a with a, with a you know a, a lake back there and a stream and you know a couple miles worth of woods behind us, but but again, the key thing is this: it's 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 about the family for us, and and that's what this. And by the way, that's why I got out of the franchising business because you know we had 15 offices, had 100 employees, you know, working for us. You know, it, it looked pretty good from the outside looking in. You know, the only problem is every time I got home, everybody was already, you know, it was, the day was done. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, that that's not where I saw myself the rest of the lives. So, yeah, incredible business and, and the things it's done for us are, are beyond anything that I ever imagined we got started.
0: Now, over the last 10 to 15 years, you've done a ton of different types of deals, Um. I think you've done a couple. I mean, <laughs> yeah. how many deals have you done uh, in your investing career, Peter?
2: I've done over twelve hundred. I've done I've done over twelve hundred all types of deals. I've that's kind of been a, a strategy of mine. I'm not um uh, I'm not a certain type of deal guy. I'm not a certain strategy guy. I'm uh, I've done all kinds. You know, all the way from the little five thousand dollar lots to the multi million dollar condo conversions to subdivisions to uh, rezonings to you know typical renovations, you know single family renovations, you know buying flip or buying and hold and stuff like that.
0: What would you say you've done most of, or where have you made most of your money from over the years, Peter?
2: Well, because of the type of model I run, you know the majority of the money that I've made have, have come from short term deals. Short term meaning get in and get out. You know, that's a strategy that I followed along the way. You know, my strategy basically lends itself to, as the deals come in, always cherry pick the best ones for myself. And those are obviously every once in a while the right deal comes along and, you know, kind of a good way to to, to start building out, uh, you know, own portfolio. Uh, but, but the vast majority of the deals I've done, I've always done from a short-term perspective. And in my world, short-term is within a year or under. You know, so when I looked at a deal, and you know, I always look at it. You know, within a year, can I make money on it? And that's a strategy that's done well for me because you know, the one thing um, we, well, you and I both know, and I'm sure people know about this business is a very unpredictable business, and and none of us know. You know, who knew five years from now that you couldn't borrow money all of a sudden? Who knew five years ago that the talk of the town is going to be short sales? You know, who who knew five years ago that? not only can some markets stop appreciating, they can actually depreciate and crash. I mean those we didn't even talk about things like that five, six years ago. Right. So because of those that uncertainty in this business, you know, my philosophy has always been with the, you know, the 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 ninety seven percent of deals that I that, that 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 come into my world that I get excited about, I always look at those from a, you know, can I make money on it within a year? and if it's a deal that I got to get into for, you know, 5 10 years ago uh, for 5 10 year play, I tend to shy away from those. And and it's and it's, you know, it's it's done very well for me that kind of a mindset.
0: Well, isn't that the great thing about real estate unlike the stock market when the fluctuations in the market just are so dramatic and so swift. I mean, you have to be you have to have a trigger finger before you can pull a deal and in and out as fast as you can and if you hold your a stock for too long, you're absolutely you lose everything. But the great thing about real estate is you go through these cycles, but the peaks and the valleys they're so easy to pick up. You know, it's not like all of a sudden one day the market is tanking and it's going to fall twenty percent over the next few days. But with real estate, you can you can um, you can see the trend coming up or down. The movements are much slower, and so the great. I, the the great thing about real estate is when you have that short-term investment, you're able to adjust your strategies, you're able to adjust your deals to whatever is going to work well in that market. I have friends who have been rehabbing homes successfully the last six, seven years ever since the market crashed. Why is that? Because there's always a price that a house will sell for, whether the market's going up or down, and they were in and out of these deals fast enough that they knew, well, um, this is what this house is selling for today. I don't care what it sold for uh, two years ago or six months ago. This is what it's selling for today. They would account for, they could see the trends trending down. And so they would account for that, those losses. And they just, they just did really well when everybody else was running and scared. Um, that's the great thing about this real estate. Don't you agree? This, the, the ability to predict with much more certainty what's going to happen in the short term.
2: You know, no question about it. You know, what I call what you just said, as I say, this is one of the few businesses where you actually have control. And and, and this is where I use that one year. I mean, think about it. Buying a stock and saying, within the next 12 months, I could kind of sort of predict what's going to happen. No way. Sometimes you can't even predict what's going to happen tomorrow in it. But you're right, because in this business, it doesn't crash and burn overnight. There's trends to look at and trends to follow. And, you know, my kind of, Break-even thing has always been a year. I could pretty much tell which way things are heading. You know, I could tell in this neighborhood within you know what's going to happen in the next several months. And you're right. So what that does, if you know what you're doing, it gives you ability to control. You know, it, it it takes that uncertainty out of it. Now, is there some unexpected things that can happen within the deal itself? Of course. Yeah. But 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 if you could take the at least the outside uncertainty out of it, you know, as much as possible, that. You know, having control for us as entrepreneurs is so critical. You know, it's, it's what makes, it's what gives me the ability to sleep at night. You know, when I had, again, refer back to my other businesses I had. And, you know, sometimes, you know, I would be influenced by, you know, inventory, you know, up, down, which could be literally changed on, on, on a dime. As you said, stock market could literally fluctuate within a 24-hour. You're absolutely right. This business gives us stability uh to to actually uh uh be it's it's a very predictable business now is it predictable to a 5 10 15 year time span not necessarily i don't think anybody can predict what's going to happen then but my goodness if i know i have a window of four five eight months or a year well if i have that kind of window with 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 tremendous certainty in there boy I, i i sure as heck i know i could make the right decisions and well, uh, well, so yeah, yeah agree totally agree
0: and if you are looking at the longer horizon you could have uh, if your property cash flows it doesn't matter if the price goes up or down you know
2: it's 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 absolutely right you know uh, you know sometimes i'll be working with somebody or a buddy of mine in the business you know they 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 they're so focused on that equity piece equity piece and and i could see you know there's no question you know the word equity itself just sounds pretty cool and uh, to say that I got equity in that deal. But, you know, I always say, okay, let's say you got, you know, uh, uh, zero equity, but you're, you're pocketing 500, 800 bucks a month. Do you care if you got equity in it? So no. you're right. You know, it's got, a, it's got the ability in this business to, to, to look at things in, in a variety of ways to capitalize on, on, on deals in a variety of ways. And by the way, this is why I told you I leave myself open to all kinds of deals, Because all kinds of deals lead to all kinds of strategies and the ability to kind of see what's the right play in this particular circumstances or at this particular time or this particular juncture or this particular property. You know, that's what I think gives me the ability or given me the ability to do, you know, so many deals in in, a fairly short period of time.
0: Yeah. I, I I'm a firm believer in cash flow. If you're looking at the longer horizons, because if you look at if a, if a property is net cash flowing you four hundred dollars, um, you would have to if you put that money into a money market or a CD at two percent interest, um, you'd have to get over two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in that savings account for you to get that kind of a cash flow. Um, I think I calculated those numbers right, but with real estate. You could get a property that cash flows $400 net for probably right now in St. Louis. I know you could get a deal like that for 40 or $50,000. And so the return on investment is just so much better in real estate. And the great thing about, like we've just been saying, is you can predict um, in the short term what's going to happen a lot better than you can in other business investing strategies. And even if you're going into it for the long term, It's, it's, you can control your own destiny. You have multiple exit strategies whenever you're in a deal. If something does happen, you decide, you know what? I can't sell it this way. I can sell it that way. You could just rent it out. You could sell it. You could uh, sell it to an investor. You could sell it to a retail buyer. You could sell it to a tenant buyer. That's what I love about this. And I like how Peter, you have so much experience in all the different strategies of real estate because there there isn't always a one size fits all right so you get a seller who calls you you can make multiple offers to them how valuable is it to be able to make multiple offers or offer multiple solutions to sellers when you're talking to them
2: no there's no question that that that's what gives again the ability for someone to pretty much single handedly do you know in you know tremendous volume and you know in the back end generate extremely Good profits and uh, you know I always have try to have multiple entry strategies into each deal and both, both like you just mentioned, multiple exit strategies for each deal. Yeah. So it's you know it's extremely valuable you know you come across a lot more more sophisticated to your sellers when you, when you talk to them from different perspectives. You could find solutions for sellers that maybe if you're if someone's just hundred percent one dimensional can't find. So yeah, it obviously and, and then the other thing it does, it gives you the ability to do more deals. Obviously, because there's more sources you could start getting your deals from if if, if you're able to do different things with them. You know, I always tell people, look, you know, you know, you know, we, you know, I have multiple channels for getting deals. You know, I know how to find the right agents out there, and you know, there's some agents out there that have incredible ability to provide deals for investors you know and, and and there's actually believe it or not there's actually websites that these agents exist on that you can go to to tap into them you know i i am a huge believer in working directly with owners you know the one thing about agents is you know they're pretty much you know a lot of more kind of vanilla kind of deals you know it's kind of you know get in do something with it whatever you know, but I'm a huge believer in 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 working with FISBOs and for sale by owners and and positioning yourself with those individuals. So what does that do? That gives you the ability to start doing creative deals, the lease options that I know you guys are big fans of, and and you know and other creative types of deals, you know, for on the acquisition. I'm a huge, huge believer in working with bird dogs and property locators. Yeah, you know, I'm, I, to this day I tell people, you know, I've had bird dogs that brought me deals that they're ten times more sophisticated than I would ever, than I ever am. I mean, they do the things that I would never want to do, but guess what? They need to be done. You know they go out there and knock on doors you know two hours a day. they build the relationship with the with the with the you know agents they they do direct mail you know so so one way to do this business is go out there and try to do it all yourself. but the other way, which is I'm a huge proponent of is you develop relationships in all these arenas the fizzball arena, the realtor arena, the bird dog arena, and then you leverage off these relationships and have those relationships do almost all the work for you you know. And, yeah. and and I, and I've taken us to a to a a, a lot higher steps with some of these, like in the bird dogs. What I did for a while is, you know, I realized that you know I started thinking to myself, okay, if I was going to be my own bird dog, you know, top notch, you know, the the Peyton Manning of the world, what am I going to do? And I actually laid out a whole training program that, that bird dogs had come to and and go through a training program, and then you know the deal was, okay, you learn from. You know, learn from us how to be a bird dog. You just want one thing in return. We want a first right of refusal for every deal that you find out there. Well, can you imagine flooding the market with your own bird dogs and then, then take it to the next step start thinking, you know what, I'm providing a tremendous value to these bird dogs. We should actually charge them for this training. So there's another income stream that you never even thought about that you kind of just kind of plow through this business and figure out. So now you got people coming to you from – Strictly, let's say from a bird dog perspective, they pay you a couple hundred bucks. You teach them the business, and then they bring you deals. You know, it's like having employees that pay you. You know, uh, nice. you know. So there's just so many different avenues in this business, so many layers upon layers of income streams. You know, and 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 you know, like I said, I pass down a lot of deals that. You know, if it's not a deal that I want to get involved in, in, in you know, warehouse for long term. You know, 95, whatever percent of the deals, flip them out. Well, guess what? You and I both know that a lot of times when, when we're, you know, moving a deal to, let's say, another investor, a ton of our deals need work, right? So guess what? Started on own construction company. So now somebody could, you know, buy a deal from us and could, you know, hire us right back and fix it. Guess what? That's another income stream. You know, then, then, then realize, well, guess what? A lot of these guys, not only are they fixing them, but they're also managing them for cash flow. It's such a great time to be, you know, in the business to cash flow. Well, guess what? Let's start providing property management. That's another income stream, you know. So it's 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 that kind of involvement that's taken place. Just trying to figure out in every area what's you know is there another income stream here? Is there another opportunity here? Is there another way to to, to help people both from the buy and a sell side and and to provide those services? So you know, you know back to system. the. Uh-
0: Back to the bird dogging program that you have, Peter, what do you uh, ask or what, how do you train your bird dogs? What do you tell them to bring you?
2: Well, again, uh, uh, here's how I've kind of developed um, my back-end strategy um, or, or just my overall strategy. A mentor of mine many years ago told me this. Pete, you'll never go broke making money. Well, that's a pretty novel concept. Never go broke breaking money. (laughs) Right, right, right. And and so he taught me. He said, in this business, there's two ways to look at this business. One way you look at this business from a perspective of what's the deal that Peter himself wants to get into. Well, that's a very limiting way to look at this business. Because if I only look at it from the kind of deals I'm interested in doing myself – Well, instead of 1,200 deals, I may be down to two or 300 deals at most. So my mentor said, don't look at the deals from a perspective or don't set this business up from a perspective of what's the right kind of deal for Peter to do. Set it up from a perspective that every deal that comes to you, you could make money on. Okay, so I started thinking, well, how is it that every deal can come to me, I could make money on? I don't have enough money to buy every deal that comes to me. There's some deals that come to me that I can afford that I might not like. They could be good deals, but I don't, you know, it might be in the wrong area, might be the wrong kind of deal, might be the wrong kind of strategy. So the point, the point that he was trying to get across to me was that it may not be your kind of deal, but there's almost always a buyer for the right kind of deal. Yeah. So my strategy has always been to never develop this business by what's the right thing for me. But what's the right thing for other investors around me? Mm -hmm. So my instructions for all of my deals from all my acquisition people, whether it's my real estate agent, whether it's my bird dogs, whatever it may be, has always been, okay, I'm looking for such and such deal. And the such and such deal was always matching up with whatever my back end investors were interested in buying. Because I, I knew that if they could bring me enough deals that met those qualifications, I always, always would make money. And guess what? In the process, as those deals have come to me, there's always been enough deals in there that I looked at them and said, you know what? This is a deal I could move to someone else, but why? This is a great deal for myself. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's cherry picking the best ones for myself. So the, the model I've always followed is it's an, a very strong acquisition side, a mixture of agents, mixture of bird dogs, mixtures of, of for sale by owners, mixtures of some direct contacts with some institutions, you know, mixture of some uh, web marketing, mixture of some direct marketing. You know, there's no shortage there. That's the first side of the equation. Second part of the model is as those deals start rolling in at a very high rate. The second part of the model was very simple. Cherry picked the best ones for myself, okay? And the third part of the model, okay, the third part of the model, maybe the most profitable part of the model actually, was all those deals that come to me that are not my kind of deals, okay, but still good deals, always have the ability to move those to outside investors. And thus, and thus... Make money on every single deal that comes my way. Just about. So I love much. that
0: because when I when I look at a deal that's coming across my desk, I'm I'm always thinking about how can I make this deal marketable, right? How can I make it, if I don't want this? How can how can I make it marketable to somebody else who wants it? It may be a rehabber, it may be a tenant buyer, it may be a retail buyer, and if you think along that lines, it may be a deal that you would pass on. But maybe if you structure some kind of note, you get it under contract and uh, you know that um, you may not be able to sell this contract for what you want out of it. But maybe you could create a note to make that deal more attractive and more marketable to your end buyer. Then you can make money doing that, creating notes and getting some passive income like that. But that's fantastic.
2: There's, there's no question. Again, that whole statement, Never, nobody ever went broke making money. And, and and so, you know, that that's exactly how my acquisition systems have always been set up. Do I have the ability to make money on this deal? Not through myself, but through someone else. And then in turn, as those deals come through, cherry pick enough for myself to develop my own personal portfolio. Yeah, I, I 100% agree.
0: So, Peter, let's talk about um, the students out there that are listening. They're new to this business. <laughs> Um, their investors are wanting to start making money in real estate they 're struggling with wanting to know where to get started there 's all these different strategies out there it 's easy to get confused it 's easy to get overwhelmed i think with all of this information it 's easy for us to rattle off these terms and because we 've done those kinds of deals before and I think sometimes it 's easy for us to forget some of the fears that beginning investors have don 't you think so um what you know what what why don't you give us some things that you would tell the beginning investor to do to focus on, to uh, to keep things simple for them?
2: Well, you know, I, I'm I'm a huge believer, and again, this kind of goes along with the models that I've set up. Uh, I'm a huge believer that this is a business of relationships. Okay, um, it's a business of 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 knowing the right people, of getting into the right circles, of working with the right people. Okay, so. One thing that I know I did after I got into all that trouble when I got started and lost all that money, I realized that the relationships I had set up around me were all the wrong relationships, work with the wrong realtors, work with the wrong marketing guys, work with the wrong contractors, work with the wrong sellers, work with the wrong investors. You know, you could, I, Pretty much every mistake could have been pinpointed to my inability to work correctly with people and make the wrong decisions there. So as, as, as I got around, around the right people and they started educating me in this business, I realized that for me, the key is to align myself and surround myself with the right people and literally leverage off their knowledge, leverage off their experience, leverage off their contacts databases, you know, leverage off what they're doing. And, and, and I literally went on this long journey for a number of months where I did almost no deals. But I went out there and I surrounded myself with the right team, with the right people. And, and I tell people to this day, if I was, again, just getting started, you know, I, and I'm a master of, 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 of these kinds of things at this point. But, but what I would do is I would go out there and I would get around some very successful people in your marketplace. And my perspective with them is very simple. You know, what can I, new investor, do? Mr. Mr. You know, Mr. Savvy Investor, to a help you find more deals and b overall help you grow your business. Right. And by having those questions answered, it will a lot start aligning you, and it will start getting the new people into the right environment. You know, the one thing, and, and I don't know if you're like this, but I know I never hired anybody in my own business. Whenever I needed something, I always called somebody. Hey, listen, I got this deal going on, you know, here's what I'm missing, here's what I need, here's, you know, here's the pieces that, that, you know, I'm, I'm looking for, you know, if you're interested, you know, I'll get you part of the deal or whatever. And um, I remember, you know, to this day, a big break for me came when, been, when a very large investor actually told me, look, I got a bank that sends me tons of leads every month. And he had no time to go look at them. He taught me his ways of evaluating those deals. And the deal he, he made with me is that, okay, Pete, I'm going to feed all those leads to you. Here's how I evaluate them. I want you to evaluate them exactly the way I do it. And as a result of that, you tell me which ones I should do. And each one I do, you know, I'll pay you $5,000 commission on them. My God, I mean, that thing kept me in business for, you know, <laughs> it was, that was a relationship I kept going for, 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 for a very, very long time. Wow. You know, so, so what I always tell people in the beginning You know, it's not a business of just chasing down deals. It's a business of aligning yourself and getting. And even when I got to be what what most people consider to be a savvy investor, I could still pinpoint to this day of doing deals that are all tied into some kind of relationships. You know, the 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 condo craze. You know, condo conversion craze came. You know, into town here a while back, and I remember. Uh, developing a relationship with a guy that was very good at doing condo conversions. You know, when you buy up an old apartment complex and convert it into condominiums, I had no desire to do it. I had no idea what they were, I had no ability to do it. But I aligned myself with a guy that was very good at it. And again, my perspective was very simple. You know, what can I do to help you with your condo conversions? And back then, the thing he needed help was was very simple. He needed to find some more. There's a lot of competition. Well, I, I basically spent the next several, you know, months finding the right type of deals for them. And guess what? In the first couple of deals, I became a partner of his just because I brought the deal to him. And I became a partner. And after that, you know, and after a couple of deals there, I started doing my own. But again, it's a relationship that got me into it and the relationship that I me a profit. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you.
0: No, that's good. Well, um... I just I have a bunch of questions for you, but I I think uh, we're getting close to an hour here. Um, you've done a lot of deals in the past, and I'm sure you've still you made some five hundred thousand dollar mistakes back when you first got started. But um, you've you still had some bad deals between now and then, haven't you? Deals that have gone south, not the way you've expected. Am I right?
2: Oh, absolutely. You know, the one thing about real estate is that you know it's a business where you know you're never there's always that next level to get to. There's always that next kind of maybe more complicated or sophisticated deal to do. Um, you know, I, I, tell you, I remember we, you know, building out a subdivision and, and got together with some, some partners. And I remember we're sitting having breakfast and, 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 and one of our partners, he was probably about, gosh, man, was probably almost 70 years old. And he posed this question. he said, what happens if we don't make money on this deal? And I'm and at that point you know, I'm a sophisticated investor here, and I've done at that point hundreds and hundreds of deals. I look at and I said, "Are you kidding me? What happens if we don't make money on this deal?" Hey, hey, Joe, I'm not kidding you. Nine months later, when we finally got done with that deal. We made zero, and it was the happiest I've ever been to make zero. <laughs> you know, and uh, we literally got out of our loan on the, the day of maturity. You know, went through unbelievable issues in the middle of it, and um, yeah, I mean that 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 you know what that comes with the territory. That comes with the territory.
0: There's a show on Discovery Channel right now called um, uh, Behind the Door. Have you heard of it? No,
2: I've never heard of it. Uh-uh. Uh,
0: it's I don't know how new it is, but I just saw it um, the other day, and it's about these guys who go bid on homes for, on auction. Right. In Phoenix. Uh-huh. And uh, the property market right now is hot in Phoenix. Sure. And uh, these guys, they have a lot of money behind them. They're the big daddies. Uh, they're the big important cheese in, the, uh, in these markets in St. Louis. And everybody knows them and respects them and kind of fears them. And they will step all over you if they sense that your competition, you knew in the market to get you out of their way. But All anyway, right. this is an interesting show and these guys are bidding on these homes um, and they're bidding on them to uh, the the show makes it look like they're bidding on them to fix and flip but they're maybe they're rehabbing them, I don't know. Um, or maybe they're wholesaling them, I don't know. But uh, they, they, they show what their projected profit is on these deals and these guys are bidding on <clears throat> 10 15 homes a day. So they're bidding on a lot of homes. And uh they're, they're kind of like uh, – it's, it's a fascinating show. They're kind of like uh, – it's a gambling addiction for them. <laughs> but um, this couple episodes I've seen, they're coming into these homes in Phoenix right now uh, with an expected profit of $10,000, uh, $15,000 on the upper end on some of these deals and because the competition is so tight right now for buyers. Right, but what's interesting is they're bidding on these houses before they get to even see the inside of them, and uh, so they may bid up and up and up, and uh, they go inside the house, and then it's just completely trashed, <laughs> and they have lost automatically right off the bat fifteen twenty thousand dollars on these deals. <laughs> All right, but you talk to them, and they're like, you know what, man, you lose some, you win some, and you lose some. The key to is is making the the winners more numerous than the losers. And uh, these guys, even though they're really successful, they're doing a ton of deals. They're still going to have those one or two coming along the way where they lose money. But you've got to be able to pick yourself up and uh, continue going straight ahead uh, without getting discouraged. You know, and this, this really applies to even beginning investors, I think, because I was just talking to a guy today. He's getting discouraged. He's been trying to find a realtor to help him do some of these deals and that he wants to do. And he's been getting a bunch of no's. You know, a lot of the, you can't do that. It's illegal to flip homes. Nobody will sell their house for 50 cents on the dollar. You have right. to have a realtor's license to do that. All of this stuff. Well, he's getting discouraged and I can understand him, You know why he was, but you've got to be able to, you've got to have some kind of steel resolve, don't you? To, to pick yourself up and say, you know what? I'm going to learn from this. I'm not going to quit and I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to find a way
2: well you know it, it it it's it's what makes I think the entrepreneurial world tick, right and, and um you know very few times will you find any entrepreneur in any industry that their whole life is full of successes yeah you know we we all have our ups, we all have our downs, and guess what, we all have our ups and downs, and no matter what level we're at, you know you just talked about those guys who are obviously successful in their own right, so yeah, you're absolutely right it's 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 how you interpret that, it's your ability. To to bounce back from that. It's your ability to not look at that as failure, but look at that as part of the process. You yeah, know? It's yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, but you know what, if you think about it, 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 what industry doesn't have that? You know, if you're gonna go in the sales, what are you gonna do? Have a hundred percent sales track record? No. If you're gonna be the top athlete in the world, are you gonna win every tournament or every game? No, absolutely not. You know, if you're gonna be top at anything in life or anything in the world, you got to have the understanding of what that means. And does, by no means does that mean you're going to 100% win. But what it does mean is that you're going to win more than you're going to lose. And you're not going to let those losses get in the way of stopping you. And if that's a decision that you know you're able to make from the get-go, that no matter what, I'm going to make it, I'm going to stick it out, I'm going to walk through the fire, it's going to hurt along the way, but on the other end, it's well worthwhile that nothing could stop you. You know, nothing, nothing could stop you. And, uh, and a great thing, you know, we're in a business where literally, if you understand how to do this thing, nothing could stop you. You know, it's not a business where you have to have millions and millions and millions of dollars. Like, as you know, in some businesses, you do have to have millions and millions and millions of dollars. It's not a business where you have to be, let's say, a graduate of Harvard or of MIT well, guess what? In certain things in life, you better be a Harvard or an MIT graduate if you have a chance of succeeding in those businesses. You know? Yeah. It's not a business where you have to be like a a neurosurgeon where you got to go into study mode for the next 10 years before you could even have a chance to to start huh. making money.
0: That's good.
2: You know what I mean? It's it's it it's it's not that kind of a business. There's literally if you know what to do and how to do it and and are able to Simply stick it out long enough. This is a business where I truly know in my heart and feel very passionately about any single person can do it. You know, anybody out there can do this because there's strategies for the guy that has money and there's strategies for the guy that doesn't. There's strategies for the guy that lives in Florida and there's strategies for the guy that lives in Montana. You know, there's strategies with the guy that has a realtor license and there's strategies for a guy that doesn't have a realtor license. You know what I mean? There's a strategies for a guy that might be a little bit smarter, and there's a strategies for a guy that might might not be as smart. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just it literally it, it it's 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 a, it's it's a no excuse kind of business. No excuse.
0: <laughs> I like that. Hey, last question, Peter. Um, you just mentioned Montana. Let's say uh, somebody knocked on your door <clears throat> and said, "This is some kind of reality TV show," and they say, "You know what, Peter." Pack your bags, you're moving to Montana, you and your family, and uh, we'll take care of everything here. And uh, you're going to go to Montana, and you can't come back until you make $10,000. You don't know anybody in Montana, you're not allowed to bring your checkbook, maybe you just got a few, uh, some money in your pocket and your wallet, and they pay for your housing and all that, but you can't go back home. Until you make $10,000 in a city, and a state that you've never been to before, what would you start doing to make money in, in real estate? Well,
2: i tell you, the first thing I do is I align myself with some people that are already buying properties. You know, if I don't have a lot of money to expand, you know, there's plenty of services out there that allow me to tap into tax records. And I'm going to find out who the three, four or five biggest players are in, in, in that region or in that Area in which I've been dropped off in yeah you know i 'm going to find who, who what their information is and, and thats that could be easily done through some uh, uh websites so that could be done if you're even computer literate or don't have access to a computer, you can go to any courthouse you know I would get a hold of those people and i'd find out a little bit about them i'd offer to buy them you know a cup of coffee uh, you know meet them at a waffle house. And, uh, and I pick their brain, find out what, what's working there, what's not working, um, find out what they're looking for in terms of you know, different types of deals. And I ask them that million dollar question that I ask everybody that I meet in this business uh, every time I need a new investor. I say, what can I do to help you grow your business?
0: Mm, I'm going to write what, that down.
2: Yeah. What, what are the pieces that are missing in, in your model that if you had, you could make more money with? And, and, and it's just absolutely shocking the kind of answers I've heard. You know, I gave you an example where that one guy early on in my career started throwing, you know, dozens and dozens of leads my way because he didn't have time to screen them. Um, and, you know, or, or I gave you another example of the condo conversion guy that said, you know, this is what I need in my business. And before you know it, I helped him achieve that and started, you know, doing my own, you know, got my own condo conversion. So what can I do to help you grow your business? And, and 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 that is exactly how I would align myself now, obviously, if I'm talking of somebody that who's the most active or several active people in those marketplaces, the chances are they're going to tell me something along the lines of doing more deals, doing more quality deals, making more money on these deals because you know I'm looking for people you know who are. Actively participating in the marketplace. And and, and then what I would do is I would do everything I could possibly do to find the right kind of deals for those people. Because people that are looking for deals in the last six months and have done multiple deals are more than likely to do more deals. So then I'm going to find, you know, I'm going to I'm going to tap into websites like Realtor.com and Truly and Zillow and I'm going to tap into Um, you know, home gain and I'm going to align myself with the top two or three agents in there. And, 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 and and I'm going to tap into, you know, I'm going to start running blanket, the market of Craigslist and Backpage and meetup.com. Let them know that I'm looking for bird dogs uh, to bring deals to me. And, and, and and I'm going to start getting some deal flow coming to me. And even if I have no money to do anything with those deals, I'm going to start talking about those deals with these people that I met who are very active and guess what, over a period of time I'm going to convince them that look, I I know how to find the deals, I know how to get the deals coming to you, now I need to leverage off your expertise or or your credibility and guess what, I'm going to get them to provide some proof of fund letters for me. So now when these deals are coming to me, I can go strong to the marketplace and and give people the ability to, 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 to feel that I'm the guy that has the ability to close these deals. And, 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 I'm going to start putting properties under contract and I'm going to start moving them right over to those investors. And, and, and I, and I could tell you that there is no good marketplace. There's no bad marketplace. There is no marketplace. As long as there's any kind of closings going on in any marketplace, then I could tell you there's people in there looking for deals. Yeah. And if you know how to find the deal, if you know how to market, you know how to do the gorilla part of this marketing then you just align yourself with those people, and, and 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 you can make money that way. And 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 the other thing that that question will uh, inevitably bring to me is some other possibilities. When I align myself with people, what can I do to help you grow your business? Inevitably, those big players in the marketplace, one of them will tell me, like maybe those guys and. Arizona, hey, I'm doing auctions. I need to do some research ahead of time. Hey, if I'm going to do some research for you, can you cut me in a little bit on the deals? Well, absolutely. Here's the kind of research I need done. Or if one of those guys happens to be putting together, you know, maybe a small subdivision, guess what? There's always plenty of running around to do inside those places. So I'll align myself that way. So that key question will it take me more than just finding deals for them? But I will get into those people's personal. Or you know their their own businesses, real estate businesses, and I'll start making money in a variety of ways there until I start you know establishing myself more in a marketplace.
0: You know what? They'll also tell you where to find the deals at, right? Because no they're going to tell you they're they're going to know where the deals are. They're going to know what kind of deals they want. and They're probably too busy to go out and find them themselves. Or if you can help them bring them more deals, they're going to probably sit down and say, "All right, I want some more deals, and this is my favorite place to go get them." And this is what you need to do. Go out there, talk to these sellers, bring me these offers, make 20 offers every day on these kinds of properties in these areas. And they're going to just tell you exactly how to do it. It's the best training you can get.
2: There's no question. It's one of the few businesses where there are no secrets, where somebody approaches me today and says, Pete, I want to help you find more deals. I want to help you or I want to help you make money in this business. What can I do to help you? Guess what? I got a whole spreadsheet on what you could do. Absolutely. Any other business, any other industry, or so many other, you know, industries or so many other businesses, everybody keeps everything to the vest. In this industry, it is in, it is in my best interest, even at my level, to take a brand new guy and invest some time and effort in him if there's something that he could do to help me out. Yeah, absolutely. It's, 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 it's an incredible, incredible type of business where you start understanding these concepts, it's an incredible opportunity to leverage yourself with that.
0: That's good. But when you're it's, it's important to mention too when you are approaching these investors, you need to think about it what's in it for them. That's why that question is so good because if you approach it as what's in it for me, well you know, will you sit down and uh I can pretty much guarantee you if you if you ask uh, a very active investor, you just call him up and you say, "Hey, can I have coffee with you?" He's probably going to be not that all excited about it or he's probably going to say, "No, I'm busy." Whatever, But if you come to him with that question, what can I do to help you grow your business? I'd like to have coffee with you. I'm eager to help. They're probably going to be a lot more interested in talking to you. But I love that. I've never heard anybody use that answer when I, I've heard about people finding the buyers. But approaching the buyers like that and uh, saying, what can I do to help you grow your business? Um, they're going to tell you where the deals are. They're going to tell you where to stay away from, what's going to, what is going to waste your, your time, and uh, that's great. I, I, I uh, that's one of the things I did to get started. Um, in fact, I've just remembered uh, yesterday uh, somebody called me up, interested in doing some deals, and um, I, you know he didn't have, um, he didn't have the he, he wanted some coaching is what he wanted, right? And uh, he just didn't have the funds available that uh, would make it worth my time. But I told him, you know what, maybe you can go out and bring me some deals. And um, so he's actually working on that right now. But um, anyway, Peter, this has been a a very, very good call. One of the things I just wanted you to talk about at the end here is how people can get a hold of you. You've done over 1,200 deals. You've been there, done that. You've coached tons of people um, on how to do exactly what we've been talking about here on this call you coach a lot of students yourself, don't you?
2: Yeah, that's you know it, it's become a, a a way that I built my own business. You know, I do deals. Just this week, I closed two deals with with with, with two clients of mine, and um, it's become really a passion of mine. And 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 that's what I do. I have a, a private mentoring coaching program, um, and where I actually spend uh, twelve months with my clients, one on one, privately. You know, in the first week, I design a plan of action because, as you know, in this business, you know, there's factors that go into what's the right thing to do sometimes. So I take about 25 factors in effect and put together a personalized plan. Uh, basically, you know, here's where you are in life, here's where you want to be, and here's what's going to take to get you there through the real estate investing business. So that takes me, you know, about um, no more than just a couple of days when I get started with someone. But the real key in terms of being a uh, a, a client of mine is then literally for the next 12 months I, I show them how to em, implement that plan step by step by step you know so I talk to them you know uh, every week sometimes three to four times a week you know I provide them about 50 to 60 different tools and resources they need along the way you know from paperwork to spreadsheets to marketing materials to uh, incredible tools to incredible websites I provide all that to them. I introduce them to people, you know, introduce them to people that'll provide money for their deals. I introduce them to people that have access to deals that nobody else has access to, you know, and that time frame, goals help them complete somewhere between 10 and 15 deals. And then when they're done, 12 months after we start, they have a real investing business. You know, it's not just doing some deals, but it's a business that's got systems in it, procedures, has a continue uh, continuity component. It's at that point, you know, hopefully about 80%, 90% residual-based. And, you know, at that point, they're ready to step into it and drive it forward themselves. And uh, and, and after someone's done with my coaching, there's an opportunity to start partnering up with me on deals. So, yeah, yeah, I'm passionate about it, and I love doing it, and I got, you know, wildly successful clients as a result of that.
0: That's awesome, Peter. That's awesome. We've talked before about this, and I really like your coaching style. You really hold them by the hand. It's a long-term commitment. You don't farm them off to another uh, coaching warehouse of a bunch of hourly-paid workers. Um, you're working one-on-one, hands-on with them. That's that's incredible. That's really good. Um, and so, you know, if you if anybody is interested in talking to you about the coaching that you offer, uh, kind of leaning on your experience that you have, how can they get a hold of you, Peter?
2: Um, the best way is just go to my website coaching by Peter uh, coaching and then BY and then Peter.com and you'll see there's a form there uh, just fill out the form in the comment sections you know please 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 let you know let me know that that, that, that Joe sent you and um, and once you fill out that form it'll come straight to me and I'll call you myself and you know we'll, we'll talk and we'll see if this is the right fit for you but you know just go to Www coaching by peter.com fill out the form and you know make sure you mention that you you you, you know you're there because of joe and hearing uh, about me from joe and i'll give you a call myself and, and we'll start the conversation and 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 uh um hopefully you could be my next client <laughs> peter's promised that he'll
0: take extra special care of you if you mention that you heard about him on the podcast he'll give you a good deal so uh, i appreciate that um, but peter's a good guy uh we um are going to be partnering together on some new ventures coming up here in the future and i wanted to get him on the call because he has so much experience doing investing um he's the real deal he's doing deals today and i appreciate that we only want to talk we only really talk to people on this podcast that are actually doing deals today and are not afraid to share their knowledge with other people um they have an abundance mentality and peter is one of those guys so Thank you so much, Peter. sure appreciate it.
2: Absolutely. My pleasure. I enjoyed it. Um, you guys are good guys. Um, and, and I'm really, really looking forward to working not only with you, uh, with you guys, Joe, but I'm really looking forward to helping anybody that's part of your organization and, and, and looking forward to working, you know, aligning myself with you guys and, and, and really, you know, building a long-term relationship here.
0: Awesome. So everybody, um, we will have uh, that Website coaching by Peter on the show notes. And um, in the meantime, go to our website. Make sure you're on our, you're on our list. Um, when we release new episodes, you'll be notified when these episodes come out. And uh, you also get access to our Fast Cash Survival Kit. And please leave us a review in iTunes. We appreciate it. If you like this show, um, leave us a review in iTunes. And uh, it, it helps us with our rankings. We're slowly climbing up. We're now third. Ranked number three for the first time under the words Real Estate Investing in iTunes for podcasts. That's awesome. I appreciate that. And uh, so good. We'll talk to you guys later. And for Alex who had to leave, I'm Joe McCall. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Thanks, Peter. See you guys.
2: Thanks, Joe. Bye.